Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for UK versus the World Season 1, Episode 3, titled West End Wendy's. My name's Zach Nelson, and I am joined, as always, by two vaxxed and waxed co-hosts. First, please say hello to my friend with 23 flavors, Ernie the Dr. Pepper Guy. Hello, Ernie. And only a couple of those flavors are sour. Oh. Pucker up. Oh. Next, Afterthought Media producer extraordinaire Luke Stamen is here. Hello. I am currently riding a moose through the tundra of northern Canada. Um, Just um, in mourning for my Canada girls. (laughs) Of course. But yes. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so excited to have you both on. Uh, yeah, so that's that's a great segue. Tell me, we haven't heard from any of us yet. What are your thoughts on Drag Race UK versus the world? We're, we're three weeks in. I am really enjoying it so far. I'll admit, I was a little skeptical beforehand. I was kind of feeling the RuPaul burnout. I was like, ugh, another Drag Race show that we have to watch. But I've been pleasantly surprised so far. I, especially this episode, I feel like Joe Batanz is going to be jealous that we get to talk about this episode and not him, because this is a doozy. We got a lot to talk about, boys, but I'm enjoying it so far. Luke? Yeah, um, see, uh, I came into this, like, so excited, like, this episode especially because I feel like this was kind of a uh, a game changer for the franchise that I've I've been so much enjoying even like way more than season fourteen but now I'm kind of a little uh, I'm not as excited about it anymore after this episode but it was a good episode so let's break it down. I love the cast and I love the concept of mixing the girls up from different countries. I think what I've been struggling with is the stakes feel really low. Like you think about these are allegedly some of the top queens from across the globe. And they're really just competing to be featured on a song. And I think sometimes you can feel the stakes being low in the actual girls' performance and their personas on the show. It feels more like an exhibition season where you're just kind of there to – Show your talents, show some looks, and that's about it. Well, and not only are they competing for a duet, a duet with RuPaul. Have you heard <laughs> RuPaul sing? Like, is that? I would consider that a punishment, not a reward. Like, they've already gotten famous from the show. I don't know how much more they need RuPaul to to help them along. I don't know. Does RuPaul think was, he's like Elton John or something? I, I was talking to my straight brother today about Drag Race All-Stars, and I said, well, all they win is a song with RuPaul. And he said, well, that's huge. That's going to get them famous. And I said, yeah, that's, that is something that you would think. <laughs> this do is not 1992 anymore. <laughs> do we think that's a bigger or lesser reward than getting uh, your own WoW Presents solo show? Like, you uh, and God. I think lesser because they all record us. Like the final four typically does a, a RuPaul song anyway. And I would be more happy with UK on UK season three. All they got was a crown and scepter, right? That's more of a reward than a duet for RuPaul. Yeah. yeah. So. And that, that show that um, the, the Vivian was rewarded for, for her win. Um, it ended up being very of its time. And, 
I don't think many people watched it, and Baga was there anyway. So, I mean... Yes, well, we will dive into this episode soon, but Ernie, you are in Texas. Uh, what's what's going on in Texas these days? whole lot of cowboys, y'all. Um, really not a whole lot. Yeah, I, I live in Texas. I was born and raised here. Uh, we're currently recording live on the Afterthought Discord. Um, so the people there who know me, spoiler alert, I'm using a fake name. My name isn't actually Ernie, the Dr. Pepper guy. It's, uh, Ernie, the matcha tea guy. Um, <laughs> that joke was so much funnier in my, do you think I'm going to get a cease and desist from Taylor, the latte boy for using uh, a drink inspired name? I hope so. I, let's be I honest. I don't want to call you Ernie for <laughs> very long. <laughs> let's be honest. He, this is Patreon. He's not going to listen to this for another 18 months. Oh, truly. So I don't have a whole lot to worry about yeah. in that department. By then, the statute will send you a cease and desist expires. in 2023. Exactly. I'll get like a nasty Instagram DM. Hey! And I'll be like, what? What happened? So, Ernie, you're in Texas. Have you, what? what's the drag scene like in Texas? Have you seen the Rue Girls live? What's, what's your experience? So I actually have seen quite a few Rue Girls live. Um, The town where I went to college, it's a small town, but it has a pretty decent sized college. And it actually had some good gay bars pretty close to campus. Um, Two of the queens that I have seen live at that gay bar. Hang on. This is very professional. I have to burp. I muted myself. Um, Two of the queens that I saw live. uh, Y'all are going to make fun of me. The first Rue Girl I ever saw live was Candy Ho. No, not Candy Muse. Amazing. Candy Ho from season seven. I am not kidding. There was 13 people in the gay bar that night seeing her. I actually kind of felt bad for her. She was good. Candy Ho. Yeah, she was really nice. She came up. She came out after the show, and she was really nice, and we said hi. Hey, I mean, she just got like a – a second wind for her career, probably with her being mentioned by uh, the lovely Tempest du Jour in the most recent season 14 episode. So. This is the most exposure she's gotten in a long time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I still, I still find mother doesn't play that to be very quotable. Mother does not play that. Uh, but so good. She, she was good. A um, couple months later, I saw Aja, fresh off the heels of All oh, Stars 3. So amazing. that show was sold out, and she was incredible. Here in Dallas, after I moved out here, oops, I'll just say it. I live in Dallas. Um, here in Dallas, I've seen a lot of the local Dallas queens that have been on Drag Race. I've seen Asia O'Hara several times, Raja O'Hara, Kennedy Davenport, who is incredible in person. If you ever get a chance to go see Kennedy Davenport, take it. Um, I've seen Alyssa Edwards once. Yeah. Yeah, She's Kennedy Davenport is amazing. And then just this past year, I went and saw the RuPaul's drag race live show in the uh, Flamingo on the Las Vegas strip. And it was really good. The six Queens that were there that night were Asia O'Hara, Kahana Montrese, Vanessa Vanjie Mateo, Naomi Smalls, Coco Montrese and Evie Oddly. Um, and we did the meet and greet after, and it was really good. Uh, I didn't think it was an amazing show, but I thought it was decent. So I've seen girls from all across the spectrum of Drag Race. Yeah, you That's posted great. a really cute picture with uh, Mama Pepper and uh, Papa Pepper. Yeah, they're, they're super into Drag Race also. <laughs> 
I uh, my boyfriend lives in Nashville, so we go to uh, play Nashville all the time when I'm visiting. And we got meet and greet tickets to Heidi and Closet, who is his absolute favorite root girl of all time, and she was amazing in person. And then I am a huge Taylor Swift fan, like diehard, cried at her concert, full blown. And when I was there, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name, Jay Jolie was performing at Play Nashville, and the lights were on in Taylor Swift's apartment that weekend in Nashville. So all the gays on Twitter thought Taylor was going to come to the gay bar and perform with Jay Jolie. So I got Waste Case on vodka sodas and was there <laughs> to see Jay Jolie, and I just knew Taylor Swift was going to be there. I was, I was front row. I was ready. Taylor Swift did not show up. But I still got to tip J. Jolie and I looked into her eyes and I just remember saying, you're so beautiful. <laughs> oh my god, imagine Taylor Swift showing up at a small town, like, gay bar. She uh, that, would, it was, it was the right after The security required? Oh my god. It was right after the You Need to Calm Down video, so it felt kind of of the moment for her sort of dipping into allyship and so i thought this is gonna happen she's gonna show up like a gaga joanne era moment exactly but she did yeah. not but i saw jay jolie who was amazing um and uh, georges is a nashville girl so i've seen her several times and then the princess from season four is uh full time at play nashville so i have seen the princess Many times she always does a pink number or a pair. Is she still song. doing drag? Oh, she's still doing drag at Play Nashville five nights a week. I have not seen her in years. The princess is legendary, Mama. Yeah, and she's there. She's um, she's great. So we're we're excited for for Georges over on season fourteen, and um, we're we're waiting for the princess to come back for All Stars. She she needs her redemption. Georges has been in a little bit of hot water recently this week. Yeah, but this isn't a season 14 that. recap show. This right, is a yeah. UK versus <laughs> the world recap show. It is not. And with that, yes. let's let's dive right in. Um, so this week, the library is open and the queens read each other. Then the queens lip sync and dance in the rusical West End Wendy's. For the second time this season, Panjana Heels and Janie Jacquet are named the top all-stars of the week while Jimbo and Juju B are placed in the bottom two. Pangina Heels wins the lip sync and reveals she chose Jimbo to get the chop. Ernie, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Okay, so I might have already tipped my hand, but overall I thought this was a very good episode, probably the strongest of the three so far. But specifically, two things I liked. Number one, I am buying everything that Pangina Heels is selling. I am so enamored with her as a contestant from her looks to her performances, to her personality, to her confessionals. She's funny as hell. I mean, all of us in the Drag Race universe knew that she was fierce. I mean, you have to be to be able to host a show, to host Drag Race Thailand. But seeing her now in the light of a contestant, I mean, she has got the chops and the resume to back up hosting that show. So big, big Pangina fan, especially this week. Second thing I liked, I thought this was actually a really good rusical. The rusicals are 
hit or miss for me a lot of the times. Um, will it be a rusical that I listen to all the time? No, probably not. Um, my two favorite rusicals are Glamazonian Airways and Baddest Bitches in Herstory. Um, but I thought top to bottom, nobody did bad. There were certainly queens that did better than others, but I thought all of the roles were pretty even as far as the time they got, pretty fair. Um, and I liked the rusical quite a bit. The one thing I did not like, um, I thought Jimbo went home way too soon. And between the two of them, uh, Jimbo should not have gone home. I think she had a lot more to show. Um, and I'm, I'm sad that we're not going to get to see any more of Jimbo. Luke, what were two things that you liked about the episode? Okay. So actually, uh, <laughs> my first one is the same as yours. Um, actually I, I've gotten into a little bit of heat on the discord, um, the afterthought discord, because I haven't been the biggest Pangina stand this season. Uh, I feel like she's getting extra credit. Uh, based on her status and okay that's fine but I feel like if this season was being judged just from like if all of these queens were new to the competition I don't think Pangina would have been on the top for the first three whole episodes um but this episode really warmed me up to her like I feel like she was such a good presence in this episode, just on so many levels from the way she dealt with Baga's um, like little tantrum and um, like her lip, the lip sync was freaking amazing. Uh, I just, I'm really warming up to, to um, Pangina this episode. And um, the second thing I liked was Jimbo's was Jimbo's exit? Um, even though <clears throat> I'm not a huge fan of her being gone so soon, but her lines so like I wish I was a better dog when she was walking out, and then I'll get you, Rui, and your little dog too. I'm talking about Michelle. Um, just little things like that. Like Jimbo brought so much to the season. So that brings me to the one thing I didn't like was Jimbo leaving, which I feel like was bullshit because, okay, Jimbo didn't do great at the challenge, but as far as what they bring to the season, I feel like Jimbo was everything this season. And so now uh, the stock for the season for me has gone down a little bit, but yeah, those are my three things. I think uh, something I loved was, whoever this Jonathan Bailey is on the judges panel, I had to mm. Google him, but is, is he the hottest guest judge of all time? I literally wrote in my notes, Jonathan Bailey could get it. I don't watch this Bridgerton, but apparently I, I need to. I, Oh, I loved, I love this Jonathan Bailey. So make him a permanent host. Absolutely. Uh, I also, uh, Controversial opinion, I guess, on the panel, but I loved the Jimbo elimination because I feel like people are finally making decisions about eliminations that make sense. And we can talk more about the logic when we get there. But Mm -hmm. if you're trying to win the crown, there's no reason to boot Juju B this week. Bottom two twice, no energy, 
Jimbo's mm. been top two twice and you have a shot, absolutely take it. So I would love to see these types of moves be made in uh, flagship All-Star fair. seasons. Very I mean, fair, it could yeah. it could result in someone winning All-Stars like Derek Barry, but at least it would be interesting to see that if you fall in the bottom and you're a threat, it could be your last week. So I think it it jolts some energy into the season. I think next week that opening segment is going to be so dramatic because they are going to be shook that Jimbo went home. So Yeah, and I feel like this is a new this is kind of a new thing for the All-Stars uh kind of format because Jimbo the only other person I can think of that really made like a strategic move was um uh Naomi Long Small legs. when she Naomi Naomi eliminating Manila right. and then Jimbo tried kind of tried to do the same thing and it came back to bite her, but I'm happy to see people actually trying to play the game. Like it's like, I just watched the Roscoe's viewing party. Um, and it was, uh, Juju B and Shay and Juju B was talking about how now it's kind of more like a, more like a reality competition, like survivor or big brother. And I would love to see it become more of that kind of thing. So that is a positive of Jimbo's elimination for me. And then the thing I didn't like, I cannot stand Bag of Chips this season. I find her to be the very clear villain. Last week, she was so frustrating, not making her own dress, being safe inexplicably. And then this week, the tantrum she threw about not getting the role she wanted. And then to be safe again for what I thought was a really mediocre or poor performance, I... I don't understand what's happening. I think she's realizing that she's not going to win this season. It feels very much like Pangina's crown to lose. And her attitude is terrible. Cannot wait for her to be eliminated. If she makes the finale, it's going to be a long next five, six weeks for me. Agreed. Agreed. And I, I liked her in UK season one. I liked the Vivian more, but I was a bag of chips fan. But mama, those chips are stale. <laughs> stale as fuck come Chewy. on pun queen like those ones from chipotle when they don't cook them long enough 100 percent. Uh, she so. just has that she has that pooey face in the confessionals i think it's all the filler <laughs> that she has but she just has that pooey face every time she's on screen i literally go Ugh, bag of she, who, I whose dicks are, are bag of, whose dicks is bag of sucking because seriously like i, I wasn't a fan in season one of UK. Rue loves her. She's just one of those queens that Rue, I think in the same vein, I I guess we can talk more about it once we get there, but in the same vein as like a candy. We got to move on to the next section. I think. Yeah. (laughs) I think Maga thought that since UK was in the title, that it was going to be kind of a UK focused season. And I think she thought I'm going to walk in here. Rue loves me and I'm going to coast to this crown and then Pangina heals, Jimbo, may she rest, Juju B. Uh, there's some heavy well, that's hitters. That's kind of what's cast. happening, is it not? Like if if this was Canada versus the world, it would be a whole different story, right? But anyway, okay, yeah, right, absolutely. Let's... So after Cheryl's elimination, the girls return to the workroom and say, "See you later, Cheryl." Blue is devastated, but agrees <laughs> that she did the worst in the challenge. Jimbo reveals she chose Jujubee's lipstick 
And Juju reminds Jimbo they had an alliance while the other girls anoint Jimbo the shady bitch of the season. Luke, what are your thoughts on this return to the workroom? Oh, boy. Let me look here. I'm just... Oh, my God. I'm so overwhelmed. Uh, Sorry. This is going to have to be a... Uh, okay. Joe, make sure you edit this out. Yeah, edit this out. Uh, he's totally going to keep this in. <laughs> no, you won't. Um, I thought it was weird that when when Jimbo revealed Juju's lipstick, in the confessional, Jimbo says, I saw a shot to take out someone I thought could beat me, and I took it. Why don't you say that in the workroom? This has driven me bonkers in every all-star season to me, that is really the best thing you can hear when someone reveals your lipstick is I thought you could win. I had a shot to take you out. So I took it. Why do they dance around that? I would much rather hear. I think you're a threat than I don't know why I picked you. Um, see, I feel like that's a big, uh, like I've been, watching this uh todger call on uh celebrity big brother and this was such a terrible week for me for reality tv because i'm already pissed off at him and now jimbo's gone and (laughs) i'm having a hard time but um i agree with what juju is saying as far as (sighs) oh god my browser just shut down. Joe, edit this out. The fuck. I, I, I think that Jimbo was like genuinely shook that the queens were questioning her for her decisions. Like, if you uh, maybe she was just a good actress, and I'm falling for it. But when they kind of confronted her on the whole alliance thing, and Jujubee kind of came for her and said, "Well, hang on, girl. You said." If you saved me, I was going to save you. Jimbo kind of looked like a deer in the headlights. I think that she didn't know what to say in the situation. I think she was like, oh, God. I I don't know if she thought she was just going to walk in and everyone was going to be like, yeah, girl, it's the game. No hard feelings. But I, I, think, I, I think Jimbo wasn't thinking when she chose that lipstick, because if she would have thought about it, she wouldn't have chose Jujubee's. Um, no, she was absolutely thinking she was taking out a threat. And I, well, you can tell at the end of the episode, she says, well, everyone says that they'll save the other person when they're in the bottom. Like, I think she just thought she was playing a part in a play. And she said what she was supposed to say during the interviews with Cheryl and Juju B. And then once it got to picking the lipstick, she did what she really wanted to do. And I think she thought, everyone was just going to glaze over it because in her but mind, did that's Jimbo what really says. think she was going to win the lip sync. Like what limps, what lip sync is, is Jimbo going to win honestly against any of these girls? <laughs> well, the that's situation true. is either you win the lip sync or you've got to go back in that workroom and look all those bitches in the face and say, yeah, this is who I was going to eliminate if I did win the lip sync. And right, so, I feel like I feel like Jimbo should have pulled a BB Zahara Benet and been like, "Out of respect for Cheryl, I'm not going to share my lipstick." 
I, I think th- I think the I, producers have have nipped that in the bud. I don't think you'll ever <laughs> see another one of those. Oh, you a hundred percent. It's in their contract, their NDA. They are we legally still don't obligated. Know. We still don't know oh. which lipstick BB picked, but the anyway. the internet is pretty sure it's it was Trixie's. If you because I have done some research because. I, Drag Race is my personality. And the internet <laughs> is fairly sure through interviews, comments made by the queens, that she had Trixie's lipstick. And I'm sure she did not want to show the fans that. I I think a bottom line is I think some of this might show the weakness of Jimbo in that I think she might have thought she could skated th- she could have skated through a lot of situations this season just with her charisma and just be like well people just love me so I'm just going to skate through it and they're just going to be okay with with whatever I do because I'm Jimbo and people love me. Um, the only other thought I have was if we had pulled a clip z- a clip zero. When Blue in the confessionals said, I'm going to miss that mediocre queen talking about Cheryl Hull, that would have been a good, a great clip zero. Well, I, don't have- I love, I love Cheryl Hull and I loved Lemon. So I'm, I'm really 0 for 2 on, on these eliminations. Uh, same. <laughs> Fucking Lemon robbed. Jimbo robbed. Oh, God. I am don't, flying don't- my Canadian flag. I'm going to put on my, uh, Canuck t-shirt tomorrow. I'm pissed off. But don't don't let Luke on. get on a lemon rant. Yeah, I, I won't. We will, <laughs> we will move on. So the next day, Janie feels shiny and celebrates her Rue Peter badge. Blue wonders if Juju is finally going to arrive, and Monique Hart announces that they'd rather be referred to as Mohart, a genderless entertainer. RuPaul enters the workroom and announces the library is open, Mama, and the girls partake in the annual tradition of the reading challenge. Ernie, what are your thoughts on the next day in the workroom, the Monique Hart name change, and of course, the reading challenge? Quick question about Mo that I might have missed. Sure. As a performer, is, she, is are they now going by they, them pronouns? That or did she say that? And I haven't I, seen that either. I was wondering the same thing. I converted okay. to they, them pronouns for script writing for the season because they referenced being a genderless performer. Okay. Yeah. So in my mind, as a performer, okay. my heart is using they, them. I'm going to, I'm used to referring to them as she, her. So I'm going to do my best to use the correct pronouns of they, them. But I have a couple thoughts on the announcement. Um, When they announced it, with as much, as big of a deal as it seemed like it was going to be, like, you know, Mo saying it on social media recently, I thought it was kind of a non-event. They were just like... Hey, girls, um, so I have an announcement I want to make. You know, with my art, I kind of want to be genderless, so I'm going to change my name from Monique to Mo. And then everyone was like, okay, you go, girl. And then they just kind of moved on. And I was like, oh, that that was it? Okay. Um, 
you know, I applaud her for she's shown or they have shown over especially this season that they definitely blend both masculine and feminine aspects into their drag, um, especially last week with that that one look that was amazing. I mean, oh she was, God, they were yeah. pretty much doing masculine drag. It looked incredible. Um, that turned but, me on. That turned me on. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was very sexy. Um, but, you know, good on them for that's how they want to express their art and express themselves. I just was kind of like expecting more, almost like a mirror moment, but it was just like, this is my name changed. And everyone was like, okay, you go girl. And then they just moved on. So kind of interesting. Okay. So for me, uh, the way I see it is, I don't know if there are different editors or like different production teams. Like, I don't know the details of all that stuff between the U S seasons and the UK seasons. But the last time we saw Monique, formerly Monique, was on All Stars. And she got a very favorable edit. And this season, um, it seems like they're really trying to make her the villain. And I'm not a fan of it. Um, Because I'm a big fan of Mo. Um, I love everything she's bringing. Did you see that workroom look? The the red ruffles and the that the, was the almost a runway like, look. Yeah, like that. She could have walked down the runway in that, and I just hate how they're like making her this per this unlikable person. Uh, I do in the edit. I don't um, think they're making her un. I think the first episode was rough, and I think they were trying to do a oh look at the American queens there, shady and a little rougher. But I think Baga has deeply unseated her as 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 this year's villain. And I agree with y'all. I thought the Mohart rebrand was definitely going to be an Elimination Day thing, if not actually on the runway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think it's just a better name. I think so, too. Like, I, I love the name, Mohart. Mohart. It's in, yeah, I can roll with It's that. like a nice pun. It's... It's fun. I think it's also very her. I think like she does give Mo Hart in her drag, her energy, the, the the church connections. So to me, I'm glad it fits their their gender identity as a performer better. But I also just think it's better. I do want to point out and thank you to Mercedes. I checked the chat room and Mercedes shared a quote that says Mo has since shared she is open to using three different pronouns, saying that she, he we all felt equally appropriate for her drag character. So any pronouns she is good with. But I like the rebrand. Awesome. I just yeah, I'm I here thought for it. it would be a, a, a bigger moment than it was. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it happened pre-season, and it, it just kind of happened on episode three. So it, we'll see. It happened for us pre-season because it happened in the Meet the Queens videos, right? Mm-hmm. But it actually because I writing the scripts for the season, we were using Monique in the first couple weeks because mm-hmm. we had heard it was going to be a a plot point at some point. What did you all think about the reading challenge? This is. I actually thought it was a good one. The chat room disagrees. I thought it was good. I I I thought it was decent. I didn't think it was terrible. There a lot of the especially the flagship show since around season eight or season nine, a lot of the reading challenges have not been good at all. They just do this weird thing where they like say a line that rhymes to somebody and then it 
don't get me on a tangent about how the reading challenges have devolved over the last couple of years. Um, but I, th- I thought it was decent, not the best reading challenge we've ever seen, but I thought it was good. I wrote down a couple of the reads that I liked. Um, let me see here. I know I have them somewhere. Ernie, you're looking kind of wormy. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally, literally the reads have become like that. Um, oh, there, there we go. Thank you, Zach. Um, my that favorite me, ones. Luke, oh, thank you, Luke. Uh, my favorite ones were Janie's botched read on Bag of Chips, oh, where so she said, good. I think you took the wrong stage door. They're filming botched next door. And then I also loved Jimbo's donation basket read on Mo, where she said, you've been passed around more than a donation basket on a Sunday and gotten less change. Um, I don't know if Jujubee should have won. I think I would have been okay giving it to either Pangina or Jimbo. Um, one of Jujubee's reads, the one where she was reading Janie, and it was the tulips thing, I had to think about for a second. I was like, tulips, tulips, two oh, tulips. And because I had to think about it for so long, I think it took away from the joke for me. I literally um, just now got it. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get it? No, I did they not. Even, they even zoomed in on her lips. I'm so sorry. I yeah, I have the reading straight in front over of my me. head. <laughs> it says, "Janie, you put the hoe in Holland. I hear that tulips are the biggest export. Is that what happened to yours?" But I had I mean, to think so about good. it for a second. Well, just because you two are dumb doesn't make it a bad joke. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, uh, look, if my dumb brain couldn't get it, other people should have been able to. I Luke, what did you think? Okay, so I thought this was a shit-ass fucking library challenge. I thought they were all horrible, including Jujubee. I don't think she should have won, Um, but actually, I think Blue had the best reads, and she continues to be like, okay, they're totally janning, they're janning the shit out of Blue. Absolutely. Let's be honest. Okay, so... 100%. Her best read, let me look through these three. I'm looking at it. Oh, yeah, I have them right in front of me. Your tits are the biggest things that have entered the workroom aside from Baga's cheap veneers. <laughs> like, come on! I... So strong compared to Jujubees. I thought Blue killed it, and Blue is totally being not recognized enough this season. <clears throat> One of the other things I didn't like that I was going to use is what, how was Blue safe this week? Every the reading oh, challenge, we'll the, get musical, to that, Mama. the look, we'll get to that. Flawless. I don't understand how blue is safe. I, here's the reason I like the reading challenge is, and I grade it. A lot of girls come in the reading challenge and they just tell jokes that you can put anyone's name in and they work. Whereas mm-hmm. if you look through these jokes, they're actually thought about, right? Uh, Janie JK making fun of Bagus Fillers, Pangina making fun of Jimbo, the Titanic, Canadian. All of those at least yeah. were intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would have I thought Juju be more like Juju has been. To be able so, to read Juju in a unique way after four times. Yeah. That's can can we talk about how Mo Hart just Left us oh, all heartbroken. And did y'all like, hear her do the pheromone sigh after her first read? She literally went, oh, oh, no. was like, oh my god. Oh. And she put on like a voice too. It was like, oh girl, what are you doing? It was it gave me flashbacks of like um who was that queen that did 
Oh, it was on UK or something. Are you going uh, somewhere with remember. this? I'm not no, sure. No, I'm not going anywhere with that. I just, it's so funny because she's typically pretty funny and shady in the workroom and confessionals. So I, if I thought anyone was going to stru- struggle, I probably would have thought maybe Janie Jacquet, who doesn't strike me as particularly funny, but not well, And they know that there's already been two episodes, so they know who the other queens are. It's not like a regular season of All-Stars where they do the reads immediately after walking in. So she's had two episodes to think about things to say to these other queens, and they were just horrible. And they they just showed her awkwardly walking back. It was cringe. I hated it. Oh, I just remembered who it was. Olivia Lux. They put on the same kind of voice. Oh, oh, that like baby this kind voice. Of nice voice. This oh, I'm just a nice queen who's oh yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah, the pheromone sigh. Oh, totally took me oh. out. <laughs> I did appreciate that no one walked up and took the glasses and did the oh Rue, I couldn't possibly, and then puts the glasses on and says, "Let's oh, get God. started." Ready, Let's Eddie Ten literally just started. said that in the chat room. Oh, I it's completely tired. agree. It's tired. Stop doing it. Done. It's not funny. It's over. Well, that's that's the reading challenge. I thought it was good. Blue got robbed, but that is oh the my God, theme we're, of this season. We're gonna run so long, you guys. Okay. All right. Well let's yeah. let's let's speed it up. Next, RuPaul announces this week's Maxi Challenge. The Queens will play iconic but faded West End stars in the lip sync musical reality show West End Wendy's. The characters are as follows. Fanny, a former child star whose tomorrows don't look so bright. Tracy Fatberg, 60s dancing star with an addiction to hairspray. Lally Bowles, performer who is ready for a comeback. Mariah Gontrappi, nun with a dirty, dirty habit. Dr. Spankensperter, born-again virgin. Meryl Streep, Hollywood megastar. And Dodo the dog, Kansas girl's former best friend, who's ready to take her talents over the rainbow. As the winner of the reading challenge, Juju B will get to assign the roles. The girls gather on the couch to listen to the rusical and campaign for their ideal roles. Everyone wants Lally, but Juju claims it for herself. Baga whines about not getting Lally and isn't interested in any other role, but Juju assigns them as follows. Pangina is Franny, Baga is Tracy, Juju B is Lally, Blue, Mariah, Mo, Dr. Spankensperter, Janie Jacquet as Meryl Streep, and Jimbo as Dodo the dog. So, Ernie, your thoughts on the Maxi Challenge premise, uh, the roles, the the deliberation on the couch, all of it. The idea of the rusical, I know I said one of the things that I liked was, was the rusical itself. Um, I thought it was a cute idea for, for a rusical to actually have a backstory for all these characters. Usually they're just like roles with lines. Um, but I kind of liked that, you know, there was actually a frame of a story for all these characters. So I liked the idea of the rusical. Um, as far as the talking on the couch, Baga at one point says in the confessionals, everyone got the role they wanted and I didn't. Okay, first of all, no, everyone did not get the role that they wanted. There was like six of those bitches that wanted the Lally Bowles role. And so like, yeah, she just straight up lied. Like not everyone wanted the role, Baga. She's just being stale bag of chips. 
credit to, I don't remember which one of you said that, but credit to y'all. <laughs> um, honestly, I would have done the same thing as Jujubee if I had won the reading challenge. I would have said, okay, I have the power. I'm going to take this role because it's the one I want. Let's discuss the other roles. So honestly, if I was Jujubee, I would have cut out everyone fighting for, for Lally and just said, I'm taking it. These are the other roles. Let's discuss amongst each other who wants what. So honestly, I thought Jujubee was pretty fair. And I just thought Baga was being a sourpuss for the sake of being a sourpuss. And I wasn't here for it. I wonder how much was edited out. Uh, as far as like, cause at the end of it, Baga was like, I wish you would have just said in the beginning, like I'm taking, uh, the, the role that I want. Lally. Yeah. And so I wonder how much. Sally Bowles of Cabaret. Yes. (laughs) That I've never seen Cabaret, but, uh, yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Taylor literally just had a heart attack in St. Petersburg, Florida, listening to that, that you've never seen Cabaret. The only version of Cabaret I've seen is in Schitt's Creek. So Luke, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen it either. That's more in my uh, wheelhouse for sure. (laughs) I think Zach, did you have any thoughts on it? Yeah. Here's my question. All of these roles are like from famous musicals. Annie, Hairspray, Sound of Music, Wizard of Oz, Rocky Horror. They all have punny names. Someone explain why my idol, my gay diva, Meryl Streep, is just Meryl Streep. I was wondering the same thing too. Is it a joke? Am I, I literally a joke? wrote that I- in my notes. <laughs> But it was it was specifically Meryl Streep from Mamma Mia, right? Right. So like, it, it, it's name. specifically yeah, it's her and her overalls on that island. I don't understand why they Bond. didn't like. Did did that character have a? I guess they thought if they did whatever the name of the character was that she played in Mamma Mia, that people would have been like, "What? Who the heck is that character?" So they literally just had to go right on the nose and say, "This is Meryl Streep." Meryl no. literal Streep. <laughs> I just looked it up. Her character in Mamma Mia is Donna, Donna Sheridan. Sheridan Carmichael. Call her Donna Sugars. Who doesn't <laughs> <laughs> Return of Donna Sugars. Oh my god, Donna Sugars. Daniel Brewer, too. When Before was the last it. time Donna Sugars was ever mentioned on an Afterthought Media show? <laughs> no. We're making history, show. boys. I just can't. I, I thought about it the whole episode. Why is it just Meryl Streep? I, I, will, I will lose sleep about this. Uh, yeah. what, what, what role would you all have wanted? Oh boy. If I'm being honest, I, I guess we can talk about this now, unless y'all want to talk about it when we get to the musical. After seeing yeah, La- after seeing Lally's role, I don't understand why that's the one that everybody wanted. Like it, it was a trap. It was fine. I mean, she first she didn't do very. I mean, she did okay, but compared to the other ones, I mean, it was it was whatever. Um, I. I love Rocky Horror Picture Show, so I think I would have gone with Dr. Spankensperger. Dr. Spankensperger, when Rue said it, literally made me laugh out loud. Um, I mean, we'll get to we'll get to Moe's um, performance of it when we get to the Rusical, but I think okay, that's the see, one I would have gone for. For me, I watched the Rocky Horror Picture Show for the first time, like, last year, and I spent the whole time staring at it, like, 
why do people like this? I it's do not so good, Luke. Understand? You are crossing How a very it, dangerous what? line right now. I am. I am going to die on this hill, just like you died on the hill of Carrie's episode four. Look, it was Rocky a good horror look. picture show. Rocky Horror Picture Show is trash. It's stupid. It makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. It's a dumb, horrible picture. Thank you. It's not supposed to be a good movie. You've got to go to like a midnight showing where like there's yes. a shadow cast. I and don't want to go to a midnight showing of people throwing shit at screens. I want to see a good movie. Why the fuck am I going to go to a to a damn uh, neon or, or little? tiny city showing of a, a movie that oh makes God. no sense and show tomatoes at a screen. I, this, I don't, I don't understand. The, the gays are booking their flights to Ohio right now to come slash your tires. I'm about Just to be, be warned. murdered. I, I think it's about the community experience. Rocky Horry picture show. You get together with your friends, you dress up, it's a sing along. Okay. But um, tell me on a first viewing of Rocky horror picture show. You got to go to a midnight showing. You just have to. Okay, okay. That's anyway, the whole experience. Uh, uh, Zach, what what role would you have wanted? I think the best one is is Mariah Gontrappi, the nun with the dirty habit, because mm-hmm. like people that shouldn't be horny being horny is like Rue's absolute favorite humor. That's a very good point. And so I don't know. And again, the blue erasure is far too much. But if yes, I was just looking agreed. at them, I would be like, oh, I can be a horny nun, Rue will love it, and I'll be in the top. So I, I that's what I would have wanted. That You make a very good point that that's, that humor is very much in RuPaul's wheelhouse. We've seen it with Snatch Game. We've seen it with prior Rusicals. Take a character that is not inherently like sexual or is even going so far as being known for being kind of prude and just like horny it up that's a great way to to make rupaul laugh i will the say Joe what's funny, school of drag race is, <laughs> you know we've seen julie andrews done in all stars before um ben de la creme did julie andrews isn't that what who who she did in her rusical because it was uh trixie did dolly it was like VH1 Diva. Yes, it, it, it was the Diva's lip sync, yes. And so I just thought it was interesting mm. that Julie Andrews has now been parodied in two rusicals. I wonder how she feels about that. I was going to say, do you think her agent walked into her room and said, well, you're you're in another rusical? <laughs> she woke up this morning and she was like, I, I feel like Lady Gaga called her and said, <laughs> hey, girl. It happened again. <laughs> you're in. You're in again. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I would have wanted. We'll never know why Meryl Streep didn't get a fun name. But on the main stage, the queens rehearsed their choreo. Pangina is a natural. Baga is knackered. And Juju has low energy. Blue shines as a slutty nun. Janie needs to channel Meryl. And Jimbo has a sore neck. Luke, your thoughts on the choreo rehearsal? Choreo rehearsal. Let me find that on my freaking outline. Holy shit. I thought the choreographer um, was great. Thought he was wonderful. Number one. Oh my god. He's so hot, hot, first of all. The accent, so the body, freaking the hair. Sexy. Mama. South African, like, right? 
I have no idea, but yes, he said he was South African. Big fan, yeah, and, and he was nice. I felt he was like a, maybe a little shady, especially about Jimbo's simple choreography. But he seemed to kind of have their back and wanted he, them to do well. He was willing to. A fun fact I learned from um, one Sir Deckhead was that he was the first um, dual male team on uh, this British show. Strictly Come Dancing. We, what is it called again? Strictly Come Dancing. Strictly Come Dancing. That makes no sense to me, but yes. You just pissed off the entire British Isles. I did. But anyway, yeah, super hot couple. I'm going to post it in the Discord. Yeah, I thought that Johannes was very fair. Um, I thought he was. I thought he was willing to help the queens that needed help. He threw a couple pithy comments, a couple shady comments, but I think they were a little warranted. Um, every once in a while, you'll even see like Jamal Sims throw in a shady comment sometimes, um, and he's my favorite choreographer. Um, but I thought Johannes was was great with with all the girls. Um, I I did have a note for Baga Chips. At one point, Baga says she's upset with how difficult the choreography is. And I literally wrote down, we just saw you five minutes ago say how good you are at doing Liza Minnelli choreography. I didn't think that the choreo that he was giving her was particularly difficult. Why is she suddenly like, oh, this dancing is so hard, when we just saw her doing Liza choreography like five seconds ago? Was I she just, doing Liza choreography, or was she well, just like that's a jumping good point. around a little bit? It kind of was just jumping <laughs> around a little bit. I feel bit. like it, it was a continuation of her little tantrum that she had over not getting yeah. her role that she wanted. but. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead, Zach. I think that, yeah, I think that she also might have been expectation setting. I I think her and Jimbo play deep game when they're on this show. And I think Jimbo got caught doing it this week, and that's why he went home. But I think Baga often tries to write write her own narrative. You, I, I, I'm poking into the chat room. You, okay, Zach, so and Ready Eddie me, Ten are on the same page. Like, for me, I'm, I'm like, not plagiarizing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Baga is the kind of person that you try to talk to, and you realize very quickly doesn't have very much emotional intelligence. Like, not much going on in their brain. That sounds so mean, but. Like that's that's just the vibe I get from Baga. So, like, so I don't like, think like I could... me, like just not much going on upstairs. Like, like yeah, me. just really stupid. Like, or, or like Ernie. Uh oh, Joe, Joe, you got to edit that out. Well, he's gonna listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I thought the the rehearsals were good. I mean, I I think a problem with all stars in general is everyone always ends up doing like pretty well. So even the even the girls that struggled in rehearsal. Um, really, really turned it around. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, Zach, you made a point that you think Jimbo kind of got caught with her hand in the cookie jar in regards to her injury. Do you think she was faking her injury or do you think she maybe was legitimately injured, but was zhuzhing it up a little bit so that she could have easier choreo? Uh, No, I have this note because I recently turned 30 and I can already, I can just feel my joints shutting down. If I sit on the couch with my legs under me too long and I stand up, my knees are like cracking and aching. So I have no doubt she hurt herself sleeping. 
But I think she says too much. In it's coming up next, but she talks about how oh I thought about lying about my injury. I'm like what you're ta- you're saying too many things. Like just like when she revealed Juju B's lipstick, you're you're saying too much. She's yeah she's she's basically showing her ass, and it it's coming back to bite her. I, I totally agree. I think she's 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 like tipping her hand way too hard when I think other queens who are playing the game just as hard as her are perhaps smart enough or know the show well enough to not to keep their cards more close to the vest. Um, Absolutely. For lack of a better phrase. And it's mm-hmm. not working for her. Let's let's move on to Elimination Day. It is premiere day for West End Wendy's The Rusical. Baga yet again forces a much better joke, and Jimbo's neck is miraculously healed. Not much for this 90-second segment, but do you all have any big thoughts? Um, the only note that I wrote down was that Pangina is the confessional queen of the season, where she were, I think Jimbo met, brought up her neck and it cut to a Pangina confessional and she held up the little Starbucks cup and oh, she was like, tea. oh, yes. Oh my God. I thought that was so, just again, going back to my, what I liked about this episode, everything that Pangina is selling, I'm buying. Other uh, than that, not a whole agree. lot in this elimination day. Yeah, I'm loving everything Panjana is saying. Um, Baga claiming, oh my god, Baga, she tried to put in like a, yesterday I was feeling much worse. <laughs> like, girl, how many times are you going to do that same joke? We have to get something new from you. Like, that was season one of UK. That was two, three years ago. Like, girl. Bring us something new. That's all I'm saying. Baga, why are you still here? Yeah. That's a great I'm question. Leave. Absolutely, absolutely exhausted by the much better jokes. Hopefully. I'm hoping that she bombs next week in Snatch Game because she was so excited about it. And I feel like that is that's something that Drag Race would do to her. Yeah. Um so moving on, on the on the main stage, the Queens perform in the Rusical West End Wendy's. This is the final product. Luke, what what are your big thoughts on West End Wendy's? Okay, first of all, what is the Wendy's part? Because I get West End, but like I feel like I'm lost in translation here. What is the right, Wendy's part? West is End is is England's theater. It's like England's like Broadway, right? England's Broadway. Yeah, I get that part. What is Wendy's? I, Maybe I'm it's assuming just... it's a take on a reality show of some something. Um, maybe. Oh God, not us Americans, not knowing. <laughs> if you're if you're British and you want to send us hate mail, please email the best of today at gmail.com. I have no idea what West End Wendy's was, but what did you all think about the performances? Um, I thought it was it was kind of a weird one. It was the first time we've seen like a lip synced musical. Is am I right? Oh um, no! I think that they lip sync. No, like every musical. I'm but thinking like, that like Madonna was lip synced. Um, I think the only one they sang live was Shade the Rusical from season six, right? Oh wow! I, yeah, and I'm then because I, I yeah, I think everything else was definitely lip synced because I think it's it's too hard to have them. I mean, they're not they're not theater performers for the most part. To ask them to run around and dance and sing, it I don't think the product yeah, you're going to get is very good. I thought overall it was really well done. Like I thought everyone did pretty, pretty good, honestly, except for a couple of people 
Who were um, your Who were your standouts? I thought okay, Pangina heels was terrifying. Like that makeup scared me to my core. Like I will fully, have nightmares about it. She looked like a like a zombie from the thriller video. Yeah, even she, scarier her, than that for me. When, <laughs> but when she came out, I did not know who that was. I, and I, then when I, when she I opened her remember. mouth, I didn't even know who it was either. I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" It looked like uh, a like like someone on a set of a zombie, uh, like a Korean horror film. But yeah, she was good. Um, but also, I thought uh, I thought Blue was amazing in this. Blue was my standout again, uh, and I feel like Blue's being very overlooked, and they're they're jamming the fuck out of Blue. I think Blue yeah. is amazing. I wrote, how is she safe so good in the Rusical? I thought she was funny. I thought her choreo was hard. Um, yes. I thought she was great. I, I didn't really think Janie Jacquet as Meryl Streep was – I thought she was kind of walked back and forth. I think the thing about – I don't think she should have been in the top, but I think the thing with Janie was that – and I can't remember who it was, if it was um, Jonathan or Graham, but they said she kind of made it look almost effortless, like she wasn't That's even performing. True. Now, that could be attributing to the fact that the choreography was kind of simple, but she really did kind of make it look effortless. Um, I don't yeah, think I she should have been Yeah, I did say in, in my top. notes that – like. On second watch, my first watch, I wasn't that impressed by Janie. And that's probably just because uh, the Netherlands is a horrible country and every from every Dutch person is awful. But Once uh, again, if you want to send us hate mail, <laughs> the best of today at gmail.com. Yeah, I, yes. I, I like Janie. I really like But on second on watch, I, I, yeah, I loved Janie's performance. But I... I fully watched the whole first season of Dutch Drag Race, and I did not remember Janie Jacquet. Oh, I loved her. I liked Andy Peru more, but I think Janie Jacquet is gorgeous. Um, as far as thoughts I had, I'm, I pretty much agree with everything that you guys have said. Uh, okay, so let's talk about Moe's failed cartwheel into the splits. Did she met? Did she slip? And in the moment, was she like, "Oh God, I have to do a, a split to 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 try to save this"? Or was the okay, move see, supposed to be was the move I, supposed to be a cartwheel into splits, and it just looked really bad? I have thoughts about this. See, I rewatched this just like an hour ago. And I feel like if they have if they had edited it differently, they could have made that like um a Kylie moment. Because she recovered from that slip so smoothly. She but did. They, of course they put like a not quite a sad trombone behind it, but something similar. Was it a shade rattle or just like a cymbal noise? I don't even know. They just passed right by it. But I feel like Mo really like recovered from that very yeah i thought she recovered great i was just like was it supposed to be a cartwheel into a split or did she do the splits to try to save it i don't know but i thought she she recovered beautifully dress i think yeah she did um uh with jimbo do y'all think her holding the microphone in front of her the whole time was because of her injury and she didn't want to use that arm or that side of her I don't think that injury. I, injury. I, yes, I, 
Do I think she woke up with a crick in her neck? Absolutely. Do I think that she was barely hanging on as she made us believe? No. But but I guess my point is nobody else used a microphone, so I don't know why hers was the one where she literally just held something in front of her mouth the whole time and didn't use one of her her arms. So that's why I was like, maybe the choreographer said, hey, we're going to have you hold this microphone. I could be going into a, like a huge tinfoil hat conspiracy theory that has nothing to do with I have no idea. I just, noticed, I just noticed Jimbo held the basket in front of her face for too long. She did. And and s- I think Jimbo thought she was in a real musical and all the other <laughs> girls realized that they were in a rusical and they were like having oh, no. fun being sort of making jokes and Jimbo was like okay girl this is my West End audition I'm holding this mic I'm serving choreo I don't think she quite understood the vibe yeah no no I agree um, would like to reference the chat room thank you to I am a librarian West End Wendy is a puppet like a web series of a puppet that reviews west end shows the blog started in july 2010 and has rising popularity so well it's a, it's a puppet oh uh, thank you library shout out to that puppet you. because you know what boys everybody loves puppets everybody loves puppets <laughs> i'm not all doing right that. anyway west end wendy's <laughs> thought it was fine will i ever watch it again absolutely not I will never think about Wendy or her puppets. Totally but agree. It is now time for the, the looks. Oh, I don't know how to put a bed into a into a podcast, so we will just not have music. But uh, Ernie, take us through the looks. All right. So the category is dot dot dot. Shout out to Drew Brooks in his Brooks Looks channel for yes, posting the Drew looks Brooks. for us. Thank you, you so much, Drew Brooks. Brooks. Um, I thought RuPaul looked beautiful, but I wish her dress had had dots on it. It didn't. And I was like, doesn't she usually, at least a lot of the time, dress the way that the runway theme is? Or am I am I misremembering that? But no, I feel like it usually doesn't match up. Honestly, well, because the the afterthought media theory is that she would be terrified to be shown up by someone. Oh, she's here. stealing a look. From, oh wait, like Naomi Small style. I was about to say, I'm hearing music. Sorry, I yes. accidentally started dramatic piano. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> So the category is dot, dot, dot. First down the runway is Jimbo. Jimbo is wearing sort of a shiny silver bodysuit with a bright green dress over it. It's made of plastic and it's got black dots and black trim on it. She also has a black helmet or headpiece that goes all the way around her head that's in the shape of a black dot. Um, I liked this look quite a bit. Um, I loved the material that the dress was made out of, that plasticky. It almost looked like it was made of the same material as those clear plastic umbrellas. Um, I thought she looked great. My only note was that this look was very similar to season 12 when Gigi Good did the glitter runway. When Do y'all remember that? When she had the black motorcycle helmet yes. and the bright green suit? It oh, almost it is very yeah. Similar. It almost I makes me wonder. Nothing about season twelve. <laughs> well, that was when you know the world was ending. Um, but it almost made me wonder if um, if she drew inspiration from that. But either way, I liked it. I'm going to give it a two. Luke, what did you think? Okay, so I feel like 
Jimbo's looks are always so spot on. Um, when you compare them to some other queens, the proportions are just like Eureka proportionizing. But still, like the breastplate is one thing that everyone always points out, but the proportions are so perfect. Like I'm looking at this picture of it. The skirt goes so perfectly to the top of the boot. These holographic boots that are like a platform boot. And I'm always paying attention to them on the runway and as they're standing on the stage. And like the judges pointed out, she is, she goes into character. Jimbo is such a freaking professional. Like every time you see her, she is serving like a look in an aesthetic that she is making very clear. And I, I just, I live for this. I'm sorry. I live for this. I'm a Jimbo Stan. Sorry. So toot, I'm assuming. Toot, toot the fuck house down boots. Zach? House down holographic boots. I give it a toot. All right. Next down the runway. Oh, God. We have Jujubee. Jujubee is wearing some black dress slash top with blue, purple, and pink snakes and tentacles on it that have black polka dots. Um, she has these teal colored tights that don't go with the colors of her wig and the snakes at all. At all. Um, a blue shake and go wig, tall black platform heels and black bicep, <laughs> bicep length leather gloves. Um, this outfit was horrible. We've already evoked the spirit of Donna Sugars once in this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. Ooh, that wig is so thirsty. Um, this look was terrible. Huge boot for me. Luke? I mean, yeah. It looks like she took that wig up straight out of a bag. Didn't didn't do anything to it. Just plopped it on her head. Put on some random green tights. Oh, boy. Um, but I will say, I think this was a reference to a Gaga art pop tour look where she wore, like, several tentacles all over her head, but it was much better. Um, I will give her props, though, for walking in those really, really high... Uh, those shoes were very boots. tall. Very tall. Props. That's all. Boot? So, a boot. Boot, boot, boot. Yeah. Yeah, this this is an example for me of when I tell you I don't think these girls really care about this season because the prize is a song on iTunes. Uh, it's bad. It's a boot. <laughs> I love you, Juju B. <laughs> I'm also not a drag queen, so I can say absolutely nothing. But for me, it's a boot. I am literally in a gross hoodie and sweatpants right now, and I'm reading her for filth. (laughs) Um, Okay, so moving on, next down the runway, runway was Blue Hydrangea. Blue is wearing an orange and royal blue velvet full body outfit that has white dots on the orange parts. Um, She has a big blue hat that's also made out of velvet. Um, Her face is painted orange with white polka dots, like the sections on her outfit. And she has four faces on her forearms that look like her face, which is why they kept doing the five head joke. They did that joke like three times. Um, I loved this look. This might be my top two to the night. I thought it was so high fashion, so awesome. I think it could have looked a little bulky, but I thought she wore it so wonderfully. 
I love the color combination of the deep, deep blue and the bright orange. Just everything about it. Tens, tens, tens across the board. Big toot. Luke, what do you think? Oh my god, I am so in love with this look. The velvet contrasted with the orange material and the polka dots. Oh my god. I don't know what they want Blue to do to give her a win. She should have won this episode. I don't know how she, how good she is at lip syncing. I don't really remember that from her season. But this is so fucking amazing. The, the pointed high-heeled boots head to toe. It's just incredible. Her makeup artistry is beyond most things I've seen. And as much of a Jimbo stand as I am, blue is so much, so uh, on a different level than uh, Jimbo is. Uh, as far as makeup goes, this is, this is definitely my top two of the week. That's all. She all looks right. fucking amazing. Zach. Yep, she looks great. Justice for Blue, my top two of the week as well. Justice for Blue, amen. All right, next down the runway, we have Janie Jacquet. Janie is wearing a thigh-length bright yellow dress with black and white dots on it and big long sleeves coming off of it. Um, She has a big yellow fringy hat that's kind of set off to the side, almost a little bit like a fascinator. She's got long black share hair and pantyhose with black polka dots on them. Um, I thought the dress, I loved the color combination. I thought the dress was a little simple, um, especially compared to some of the looks that came down the runway this episode. I thought her face and her hair, that Cher, Sunny and Cher era, long black hair, I thought she looked beautiful with her face and her hair. But the outfit was a little simple for me. But I'm still going to give it a toot. By the way, do you think Taylor's proud of me for making a Sunny and Cher reference? Something that was pre-1980. I think one... (laughs) tear rolled down his drink or down his cheek and into his iced coffee from Dunkin Donuts he's so proud um, I, I give it a two listen next year Luke, <laughs> Luke what do you think okay so for me actually I feel kind of the opposite I feel like the the garment is really beautiful um it's fitted really well across the torso and she's got this cute fitted skirt with like uh an overlay part and then like the sleeves that come down, give it a little more dynamics, but I don't know what you're talking about with the long share wig because I'm seeing a flat ass brunette wig that she put a hat on top of and she wore the same thing for the lip sync. And it was, I was wondering like watching the lip sync, what happened there? And it was because there was a hat on top of it before but yeah that's my thoughts i think she looks great so a toot from you it's a toot from me all right also let it be known february 16th 2022 8 46 p.m central time luke said Cher's hair was flat okay zach what do you think <laughs> uh i i think jenny jk always looks gorgeous i thought she looked gorgeous in the lip sync i think this dress is boring it's a boot it's a boot from Zach. Okay. Um, next down the runway, representing America, we have Mo Hart. 
Mo is wearing a deep blue and purple corset and pants with dots on them, inspired by Sully from Monsters, Inc. Yes, I got that reference, Mo. She said drop it in the comments. Totally got it. Um, she has kind of a long, flowy wrap around her shoulders that's the same colors and dots as her corset and pants. Um, it reaches all the way down to the floor, and she's got a bright purple wig with kind of a heart fascinator piece on top of it. When I first saw it came down the, come down the runway, I thought it was a little busy, and I was like, whoa, there's a lot going on there. Um, I love the color combinations, and when they zoomed in on her makeup, her eyeshadow is amazing. I don't know if you guys looked closely when they were showing her face. Beautiful. Her eyeshadow and face is gorgeous. Yeah, so. I think I'm going to give a boot from the neck down, but a toot from the neck up. So I, I'm going to say toot with a lowercase t. Luke, what do you think? Okay, see, Mo is one of my favorite queens this season. I think she's getting a shitty edit, um, but I've been super impressed with everything she's put out so far. Um, I agree with... I think she's one of the top tier makeup people on the season. Um, I love Solly from Monsters, Inc. I love the reference. And I actually, when I first saw it, it wasn't a, a big toot for me, but I'm going to toot it. All right, Zach. Who'd you rather, Sully or Mike from Monsters, Inc.? Oh, Sully. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> Sully, Sully, can... gives, Sully gives me daddy vibes. Sully's a total bear daddy. Big, big fan of his work. I would wear this. She looks gorgeous. Toot. Toot from Zach. Okay. Next down the runway, we have Pangina Heels. Pangina's wearing a floor-length white silky outfit with multicolored dots and balls all over it. She kind of looks like a jawbreaker candy. She's got a full headpiece covering her head that she said was inspired by Chinese lanterns, and she flipped it back to reveal a bright red wig and clown-esque colorful makeup. Um big toot for me i loved everything about this look this and blue were my two favorite looks of the night um and if i had to choose between the two i think i would go with blue as my top two of the week but i thought i loved the color combinations she looked like a piece of candy running down that walking down that runway i mean it in a good way uh, the the headpiece was incredible i don't know how she got that thing to fold out like it did i i thought she looked amazing big toot Luke, what do you think? I'll tell you how she did that. It's some PVC pipe and a couple of hinges. Um, for me, it looks like she's wearing a parachute and glued some craft balls to her corset. Um, I'm sorry, but I'm not living for this. Uh, in her makeup, she looks like a clown. As much as I'm loving Pangina this episode, I don't really, I don't live for this look. Sorry, boot. I loved it. I, t it almost looks Met Gala to me because of the headpiece and how dramatic it is. I thought what saved it from being clown was how fit it is and how elegant the silhouette is. Toot from me. And I, her clowny kind of makeup was actually a positive for me in the context of the look. Like when I say she's wearing sure. clown makeup, in my opinion, I think that actually adds to the look. I thought it was beautiful. Um, Luke, you're wrong. Okay, next on the runway, <laughs> we have... 
Next on the runway, we have Baga Chips. Baga is wearing a hot pink knee-length dress with white polka dots with big poofy sleeves. Um, the details of the dress are the opposite color scheme, white with pink polka dots. So that includes her belt, her purse, and her big wide-brimmed hat. She also has on a bright pink wig that's kind of that wet hairstyle. As much as I am not liking Bag of Chips as a personality this season, I actually liked this look. Kind of simple, but I thought it fit her very well. I thought her makeup was good. And I kind of think that wet wig look that we've been seeing in the last couple years is kind of sexy on like a drag queen and a woman. I don't know what it is about it. Um, Not the biggest toot of the night, but I liked it. Toot. Luke, what do you think? Boot! Boot! Get the fuck out! What are you still doing here, girl? Get the fuck out already! What are you still doing here? Bye! Okay, anyway, why are you wearing a wet hair wig under a hat? Like, girl, that huge brim is the reason people wear hats is to keep their hair dry. Um, it looked like a, it looked like she put a freaking dish rag over her head. And painted her face, put a hat on. Okay, I like the top. Okay. The proportions are kind of cool with the shoulders. But no, this is a big boot, 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 boot. Wow, I thought we had Christian show up for a second. Zach, what do you think? Yeah, it's boring. She's going to church. I'm not excited. Boot. All right. Well, you both are wrong. (laughs) Um, Okay, Luke, top two to the night. Top to the night is blue hydrangea for me. Same for me, Zach. Absolutely blue. Give her the win. All right. Top boot of the night. I think it's going to be the same for all us three. Jujubee, terrible, horrible, awful. I love her, but it's Baga. Oh, Baga. Oh, okay. A little disagreement among the guest hosts. All right. And those are the looks. On the main stage, RuPaul names Janie Jacquet and Pangina Heels the top queens of the week and places Jimbo and Jujubee in the bottom two. In the workroom, Jimbo makes her case that she's been in the top twice and has more to show, while Jujubee reminds the queens that Jimbo's trustworthiness is in question. Back on the main stage, Pangina and Janie Jacquet face off in a lip-sync battle for the world. The song... We Like to Party by Venga Boys. In the end, Pangina wins the lip sync and pulls out Jimbo's lipstick, eliminating her and the country of Canada from the race, leaving six queens in the competition. Luke, any final thoughts on the episode? Justice for Lemon. Justice for Jimbo. I'm so pissed off that this Janie Jacquet... Took out the entire country of Canada. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still enjoying the season, but I just feel like they had such a missed opportunity with Jimbo because Jimbo brought a new breath of life to this really old dog of a franchise. Honestly, at this point, it's getting, it's getting old. And the, the, the things that Jimbo brought, such as asking a tiny umbrella her advice and mocking um, RuPaul's laugh and then screaming silence. 
I just feel like we were robbed of more Jimbo content and more Canada content. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to continue riding my moose through the, the tundra and protests. That's all. Yeah. I, I thought the lip sync, I thought Pangina absolutely destroyed Janie JK. Uh, it, it was a murder scene. We witnessed a murder. Um, it, Holy. I did not even look at Janie unless she was the only one on the, on the, on the screen. I also, once the song started, I was like, oh my God, Six Flags, because they used to do that song in the Six oh, Flags is that, specials. Oh, I'm so glad you said that, because I watched the episode twice, and I kept thinking, is this the Six Flags song? Yes, yes, it is. Um, I am shocked. Clearly, that you guys use... never listened to uh, what someone called lies because Mike Lawson has a very storied story about this song. <laughs> oh, interest! I'll have to go back and listen. But no, um... he, he would just—he was part of the Disney parade, and they played that like on repeat, like all day, every day. And so it was like, oh, I can see how it would get annoying. But I'm shocked they haven't used this song as a lip sync song yet. I think it's a great one. I've seen drag shows where they do this song. Um, but I, I, Panchina blew him out of the water. Um, yeah, I. It was genuinely sad seeing Jimbo go, like when she looked at Rue and said, you are my idol, thank you so much for this. I I think it meant a lot for her to be there and to be standing in front of RuPaul. Um, It was genuinely sad to see her go. I think she had a lot more to offer, and jujubee has a lot of work to do if she's going to turn this around because <laughs> if she keeps up this this attitude and what she's giving she is not long for this competition um sad to see jimbo go and uh i don't know how much longer jujubee is going to last which sucks because i like jujubee um but i don't know how good of a decision for her career it was to do this I think a problem for B is how many times can you come on Drag Race and show something new just because the challenges are often so similar? So, like, what what mm-hmm. are you going to bring? I mean, she's going to have to do Snatch Game next week, essentially for the fourth time. All-Stars 1, it was mm-hmm. RuPaul's Gaffin, but same idea. I mean, to have to come up with four Snatch Game characters, that's not easy. Um, I mean, I wrote down... Thank God Pangina read Baga in the workroom for throwing a fit. When she said, we have to do things we don't like, babe. I was like, oh, thank uh, God I wrote that down too. Thank you, Mama Pangina. Yes. Thank you. I'm with y'all about this Pangina. When the season was announced, I thought, oh, well, Pangina has to win. She's the judge of Thailand. How can a judge not win? And then episode one, I thought we were getting kind of a force-fed edit of her being great. And now – Two weeks later, I, give her the crown, give her the franchise. I don't care. I'm much more on board now that Jimbo's gone. Yeah, I love. Just give it I, to her. <laughs> I loved. I loved um, bag of chips saying Jimbo is my best friend. It was very Ginger Minge about Katya and All Stars <laughs> too. In what world have we ever seen them interact? Never. But I feel like there's there's more than one connection between. Uh, Katya and Jimbo. I feel like both of them were not recognized for what they were and what they had, and they were both sent home too early. So hopefully Jimbo gets to return on another franchise, because I have not seen enough Jimbo on my TV screen. But here's what I'll say about Katya, is there were moments in her original season in All-Stars 2 where I thought you actually saw who Brian is. And I think we mm-hmm. have only ever seen 
Jimbo as Jimbo. And in my notes, I wrote, honestly, I think Jimbo was getting on their nerves. And I think Pangina just would have rather spent two more days with Juju B than Jimbo and thought, I want to get this girl out of here. Like, I'm done. Oh, yeah, they were done with Jimbo. Oh, yeah, sure. I can I can totally see that, and I can kind of see how someone who constantly stays in that character all the time, it can be a lot, and it can be grating, and I kind of agree with you with, I think they were all just kind of over her, like, okay, Jimbo, we get it, you're kooky, you're funny, get out of here. Uh yeah, I mean, I'm st- even even when, when she revealed Jujubee's lipstick, like, they wanted to have a real conversation, and she wouldn't stop making, like, weird jokes and sort of being a character. I don't know. I feel like that's just Jimbo. Because for me, I feel like Jimbo is a completely different person without the makeup on. Even though Jimbo's makeup has never been the most impressive. I, I, don't, I, don't know <laughs> if I, I don't know if I agree with that. I think that this character of Jimbo... She's in from the moment she steps in that workroom until she gets eliminated. And I don't know if we ever really get to see the person behind Jimbo. It's very mm. like Max, always in the accent, Chad Michaels. Like, and, and honestly, maybe Jimbo the character is who that man is all the time. But if that's the case, I, it's too much for me. But I did. I audibly gasped and my hand flew to my mouth. When Pangina pulled out Jimbo's lipstick. I mean, I was gagged. Yeah, especially because, okay, this is something I had in my notes. It was like, and this was uh, edited to all hell hell in eternity. But when they were choosing the lip, the the lip, the lipsticks, uh, Pangina said, I'm going to choose the person who I feel like has the most to bring to the season moving forward. And I was like, okay, so Pangina chose Jimbo because Jimbo clearly had much more to bring to the season than fucking Jujubee. I'm sorry. I, I just, I'm done with Jujubee. She had three or four weeks of, and how many seasons where she continues to wear mall looks like girl it's been over 10 years do y'all know heightened your look yet and jimbo is here trying to uh bring do y'all know how many episodes of drag race or drag race adjacent content jujube has been on this includes season two all stars one drag you Queen of the Universe, All Stars Five, and UK versus the World. How many right, episodes so do you think there is? So season two is right around twelve. All Stars One is like eight. So that's twenty. I'd say All Stars Five was probably ten, thirty. Queen of the Universe, I heard she didn't last long, so we'll say thirty-two. <laughs> and then this season thirty-five, and then I'll give her. I'll say forty. 41 episodes so oh. far. And that number's going to go up because she's still on UK versus the world. Honestly, a tweet I saw that I'll never forget is Jujubee has seen RuPaul murder someone in cold blood because that is the only way <laughs> this girl I keeps coming back and back. Well, any other thoughts from the two of you on the episode? I thought it was a really good episode and I'm pleasantly surprised with this season so far. Awesome. RIP Canada. I have lost a lot of interest since uh, Lemon and Jimbo are gone, but yeah, I'll keep watching. That's well, all. and I'll say 
Thank you to Joe for letting us letting us yes. behind the scenes guys take Thank take you, a shot in the driver's seat. We had a great time. Uh, and that is going to do it for this week's very special episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. <laughs> special thanks to Ernie the Dr. Pepper guy and Luke Stamen for joining me. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the world. So for the after tots and myself... Sashay away until next week. <laughs>